Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. The clarion call is from the Father to you to come to Him. It says in the scripture that He waits for you in the secret place. And this is the aloneness that we have with Him that is so powerful if we're going to live the crucified life. I pray you'll respond to Him and His call to come to the secret place. And if being alone is something that terrifies you, my friends, He's about to set you free. So take a listen to these two episodes. And I pray that they will encourage you to go deeper with Him and to stay with Him and remain with Him and that He will be enough that you will decide, oh yes, He is enough for me. Love you all. All right, let us continue on in hearing what God is really calling us to. He's calling us to Himself and to His love for us. So let me speak personally to you. He's calling you to himself and to a deepening of your experiential knowledge of his love for you. My friends, this is to be the bedrock of the love in our life. Not God's love on top of lots of human love. Uh, God's love isn't anything like human love. So I want to share some thoughts with you over these next two or three episodes. They might be brief, but I want to encourage you in this. This must be, um, as Christ is our foundation, as the clarion call of God comes to you, uh, to come to Him in the secret place, you're going to find how restless you are, uh, oftentimes how bored it might feel, that you're not sure if God is enough. And so I just want to provoke you in these things. I want you to see all of this really as a part of the true progression uh, of the maturing of a son. I don't want you to let the enemy torture you as though it's some horrible thing that you feel condemned because you don't love God enough or you think you're bored with God and there's not really anything there, and you know the manifest presence of God isn't there. My friends, that is a sign that you are maturing. doesn't mean you'll never have the manifest presence of God again, but you can either remain with the felt presence of God or the known presence of God. You can either stay in the felt love of God or the known love of God. I'm highly encouraging you to go into where Jesus lived, which is in the known love of God. He knew the Father. So listen to this carefully, because I again want to expose the strategy of the enemy. His strategy, okay, is clearly um, spoken here in Romans 8. Now it's a pretty familiar passage uh, of scripture that says in Romans 8, uh, 35. It's it's after these great questions in 33, verse 33, who shall bring any charge against God's elect? Okay, I, I just listen to these questions. Verse 33, 
Who's going to bring any charge against God's elect when it is God himself who justifies? That's right. He's the one who went to all the trouble to put you in right relationship with him. Do you think he's going to turn around and condemn? It says, who shall come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will it be God who has pardoned and acquitted us because of the finished work of Jesus? Goes on to verse 34. Now remember, I'm headed to 35, but stay with me. It says, now here's this other great question. Who is there to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus, who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading as he intercedes for you? Do you think that it's Jesus who is condemning you? Now listen, flesh is condemned, and this is why one of the deepest works of the Spirit that we need right now is the separating and sifting out between you, the spirit man, and your flesh. There is deep condemnation upon the flesh. It is vile. It is horrendous, hideous, depraved, okay, all of these things. You, my friends, if you are born again, that is no longer you, right? It's the residue of the old that remains in soul and body that must be cleansed out and renewed and all. But you, the spirit man, if you don't know who you are in the spirit and you don't know there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, that there is no accusation that can come against you that's going to cause God to... Uh, do away with you because my friends, he knew everything, right? Like there's no accusation. You may be shocked at the things you've just recently done. God is not shocked. Everything has been dealt with. So all of these fantastic, magnificent questions are there in the scripture because Paul is like, really? I mean, like who, who is going to bring any charge against God's elect, right? It's, It's when we don't know when we don't know the finished work, when we don't know God's view of of Christ and what he has done to put us in right relationship with him, that we go into this total corkscrew kind of way of thinking, oh, God must be so disappointed with me. No, my friends, God would have had to have had hope in you to have been disappointed in you. And his hope isn't in you. It's in Christ in you. All right. So I know you're going to catch that. So now let's land upon verse 35 where we were headed. Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Now the key word there is separate. Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? This word separate, my friends, is the key. That's the key strategy of the enemy. Somebody's trying to separate you from the love of God, from God himself. Someone's trying to separate you by temptation, by testing, by all manner of things. The issue is get those sons away from that father. Get them away. Separate them. Get them to separate themselves by whether they follow the seducing temptation and they separate themselves out, whether they faint under the uh, testing uh, that God is bringing to prove uh, them and to mature them, uh, use anything. Use anything that's ever confounded them, confused them, offended them. Use anything. But what's the goal? Separate them. This is why I will forever say, stay with him. Stay. Remain. Continue. 
You see, this is the clarion call. The Father is saying, come to me, stay with me, right? Let me keep you, right? It's all out of our deepening freedom. It says, who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation, okay, so now check that on your list. Is suffering separating you from his love? Is it making you doubt his love? Is affliction causing you to doubt his love, reject his love? Is tribulation, because there is more of this to come in the days ahead. God is preparing you. Calamity or distress, okay, check that. Persecution, that's coming. Or hunger or destitution or peril or sword. Okay, so now he's giving the list. Can, Can any of these things separate us from Christ's love? Verse 36, even as it is written, for thy sake, for thy sake, we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, yet amid all these things, in the midst of all these things, not in the avoidance of these things. Remember, the Father has set a table for you in the presence of your enemies, not the absence of your enemies. I'm pretty sure you can feel yourself maturing right now. Okay? So it says, yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. Verse 38, for I am persuaded beyond doubt. Oh, do we need this? Persuaded beyond doubt. He says, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, Okay, now for any of you out there that are in total anxiety about things to come, this is a part of that. Is the fear of things that are to come, are these things separating you out? Are powers, okay, so let me read that again. Paul says, I am persuaded beyond doubt. I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else. I love it. He's like, that's a pretty good list. And then he says, and anything else, if there's anything else. In all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is where? In Christ Jesus, our Lord. My friends, Think about this with him today. Let him reveal to you if there are any things that uh, have the capacity uh, to get you to separate yourself. Don't, don't blame the things. You see, as you mature, you realize it's not my mama and my daddy. It's not these events. It's not any of that. It's going to ultimately be you that makes the decision about whether or not you allow something to separate you from the love of God or not. That's your decision. We can no longer look back and say, oh, it's because of this and that. No, there is, um, there is something operative inside that still would want to uh, create separation. You see, in my book, From Trauma to Trust, I talk about the, the core element of the book, which sometimes gets lost because people get lost in the events of my life and things like that. But let me, let me make this clear. That part of the goal of the book is to expose self, to expose that our core trauma is not something that happened to us. It's not what somebody else did to me. It is a condition I was born in. I was born separated from God by nature. 
because I had an alien nature. <laughs> I had a, a, a nature that was 100% at enmity with him, was hostile to him. When I became born again, I received a new nature that now allows me to be 100% compatible with him, one with him. Now, all other traumas can be addressed. It'll take time and the full release of the redemption of the cross of Jesus, right? So I don't mean to make that sound simple, but let's stay. It is simple in its, uh, in its, in, in believing and trusting in it. Now to step into it again, that's what you get to decide as a free person. And when we try to stay in charge of our own pain, we want to remain independent. Um, then the trauma continues because now I'm trying to meet my own needs. Um, I'm trying to, you know, run my own world. But the scripture there says, who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? So who or what today have you allowed to separate you from the love of God? Did you count God's love as so little as like a consolation prize? No, my friends, he is the prize and he is your portion. Right? God, God's not our consolation prize. His love is the bedrock. It was the bedrock of Jesus' uh, life with the Father. So we'll see that in the next two episodes. I want to share a little bit more of that with you. But I want you to... To ask yourself, see, because now don't go into condemnation, because remember, to those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. That's not going to help you. But there could come a conviction. It's like, wow, this is, this is working in me. Something's working in me to separate me out from the Father. You know, unresolved conflicts, a fear of the future, uh, just the flat thing that I just want to run my own world. I want who I want, when I want, how I want. Right? That that's we we've got to face this. But it's God by the work of Holy Spirit that's causing you to even be aware of this. So guess what that means? That means it's God at work in you. Whether he's using this podcast or something else, it's God making you aware of what's going on because uh he's at work maturing his sons, disciplining, training, preparing his sons. My friends, he's dealing with you as with a son, if you're born again. Not with just a baby Christian that needs a little more milk. I guarantee you even the milk that God gives you will make you hungry for the meat. The milk God gives doesn't keep you wanting uh, to remain a baby. The milk God gives creates an appetite even for the meat of God to go forward. That's why ultimately nothing else will satisfy but him. But him. So let us continue on in the next episode. I love you all. Think upon these things with him as he leads you into maturing love. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.